I'm Lori Power, Director of Faith Formation at Holy Child Parish in Runnymede. Welcome to Talking Saints. I'm here today with my co-host Pete Sanchez, who's a reporter for the Catholic Star Herald. Uh, Talking Saints is a podcast that will be featured in your Talking Catholic feed, and we'll spend about 10 to 15 minutes talking about a particular saint, um, sharing about their lives, and how their example can um, be a model for us as we become saints. Because as Pope Francis has told us, to be saints is not a privilege for the few, but a vocation for everyone. So Pete, who are we going to talk about today? Well, we're going to talk about St. Gianna Bredamola. Uh, her feast day is today, April 28th, and she's patron of mothers, physicians, unborn children, and unborn children, which uh, we'll get to in a bit to talk about Tracer life. And what, what I really uh, find fascinating about the St. Lori is she was uh, one of the most recent uh, to be recognized. Uh, she's, she was canonized not 20 years ago in 2004 by now St. John Paul II on May 16th. And uh, just she's a 20th century saint. Uh, Absolutely. She w- she's within our lifetime. We can relate to her, I think, even a little more than some of the saints that have gone long before us. I think and you're right. I think that makes her a lot more relatable, just to know that we uh, might have family members, grandmothers, great-grandmothers that we knew that kind of lived in that time period where St. Gianna did. And at least to me, that's really fascinating, because my grandmother uh, was uh, alive during St. Gianna, and just that world, that circumstances. So uh, who was she? Where was she born, Lord? Okay, so Gianna Beretta was born in Italy in 1922, and she was actually the 10th of 13 children in her family. So wow. she came from a large Catholic family. Um, as a young girl, she embraced the Catholic faith that was passed on to her by her parents, and she grew up viewing life as a beautiful gift from God, and people would say she also loved to pray. So she valued yeah. uh, that relationship with God. Kind of like a good role model for all of us with prayer and, and how effective uh, the effectiveness that prayer can have. Mm-hmm. And she also was a member of the uh, St. Vincent de Paul Society. She was. Um, she actually, in 1942, began to study medicine in Milan and, and was at the same time you know, serving the poor as a me- member of the St. Vincent de Paul Society. Um, she received degrees in both medicine and surgery um, from the University of Pavia in 1949 and then opened her own medical practice. So she was a physician, probably at a time where there um, that was still a male-dominated field, so a bit of a trailblazer there. Yeah, she and this is interesting. She, my own, my father is a pediatric cardiologist. Like uh, Saint Gianna, actually specialized in pediatrics at the University of Milan. Mm-hmm. Uh, she really had affection toward mothers, babies, elderly, and the poor. And it really, uh, she could, she really thought of medicine. The field of medicine was her life's calling. Mm, and that's kind of permission permission yeah and how um just in like any call that we we have how we feel she was a woman of faith and like in her own lives now um she just through prayer figured out that's what god wanted her to do and she uh she apparently she looked up to her older brother who was himself a missionary physician and she was hoping to follow in that path 
Um, but it seems God I... had another another plan for her. Yeah, and she well, she got married. Um, well, she met Pietro Mola in 1954, December, and they were engaged uh, the next April. And then they married in September. Uh, and Gianna actually wrote to her husband. She, he's, she said, Love is the most beautiful sentiment that the Lord has put into the soul of men and women. Yes. I love that. Beautiful. And just as a, as a writer myself, it, 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 uh, it's, you could only hope to write something that beautiful. And uh, so it, she, then she had her first child, right, Lori? Pierre Luigi. Pierre yes, Luigi. Yes, son. Um, then followed by Maria Zita. And then their third child, Laura. In 1959. Um, I believe she had miscarriages after that, and then in 1961 became pregnant with her fourth child. Um, And that is the pregnancy that sort of led to her opportunity for heroic virtue. Um, In about the first trimester, she experienced um, very severe pain, and doctors discovered that she actually had a tumor growing in her uterus. And they basically gave her three options because they said she could not continue um, with the situation with with the tumor and the child. So they said she could have an abortion, which would save her life um, and allow her to continue to have children, but would, of course, end the life of the child that she carried. Um, She could have a hysterectomy, which would preserve her life, but also take the life of her child and prevent further children. Um, or just the removal of the tumor itself, which was risky um, and, and had the potential for complications, but would save the life of her baby. So uh, wanting to preserve the life of her child, she opted for the removal of the tumor, and I believe she said, um, this child has the same right to life that my other three children have. So she put great emphasis on um, the value of life and the right to life of her children. And that's such a model for today. Uh, you know, you and I have been uh, many times on the March for Life in yes. Washington D.C. to uh, to fight for uh, you know to remember that all human life is precious. Yes, and uh, it's, it's she's such a and her um, her daughter uh, Gianna Emanuela Emanuela. Yeah, I was going to say Emanuel Emanuela. She uh, was. Delivered on April twenty first, nineteen sixty two, which happened to be Holy Saturday that year. So that's quite profound. Really, wow. Gianna, yes. Um, and Gianna was Gianna Saint Gianna was quite clear about her wishes. She said, "If you must decide between me and the child, do not hesitate. Choose the child. I insist on it. Save the baby." So she made it very clear that she was willing to even give up her own life to protect her daughter. So she did survive um, the birth of little Gianna Emanuela, um, but about a week later, um, she did pass away from sepsis, I think, um, after the birth. So they tried, obviously went to great lengths, many different treatments to try to save her life, but she did pass away about a week after um, little Gianna Emanuela was born. Just the love that she had for her child, for her, and to sacrifice, and she, she, like I, like I said earlier, she was canonized on May sixteenth, two thousand four. And this is interesting, Lori. Her husband and their children were there. Mm. This was the first time a husband witnessed his wife's canonization. I mean, that's yeah. incredible. That is, like, that is amazing. Yes. I, I want to. I wish I could have been there to just ask, uh, 
ask Pietro uh, how, you know, his thoughts. That's right. be- that's beautiful what, to be able to. It was to. like to be married to a saint, indeed. Yeah, well, he just, can, he achieved his his um, goal as a husband um, to help his wife get to heaven. So yeah. that's a successful marriage, I would say. <laughs> and just. I, and I bet she was interceding for him from where she was. So <laughs> I'm not sure if he's yeah. still alive. Um, well, I'm not. But I know her daughter is. Um, Gianna Emanuela is actually a doctor in Milan, and she works oh. in geriatrics. And she often okay. speaks about her mother. Um, she usually um, describes her as her saint mommy, which is really endearing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yes, it just brings it home that she was a real person. Yeah, without, and I think she even came to the to the our diocese, right? I'm not sure. I, Did you see her speak here? Like for some reason, this sounds familiar. I feel like, yeah, with my work with the church, I did hear her at least one time. You know what? Her father did pass away, because I remember in an interview I read, she said as a geriatric physician, she was able to be there for the last few years of her father's life and take care of him. Um, oh. And she felt that was a great blessing, so he must have passed as well. But, yes, so she's continuing that reverence for life from um, birth to natural death. It's and interesting. Her mother modeled for her. Well, you know that, that's interesting because her mother was a pediatric. She's right. a geriatric. She's a geriatric. So from womb to two, two like from cradle go. to you know, the end of life issues. I, that's an interesting story in itself. Just how, and in the University of Milan, the same where her mother was. And right. So they're yes. just in that you know the, walking those same footsteps. And wow, now I want to go to Milan. I want to. I want to see. Uh, See her daughter, and have, have a lot of different questions. Uh, but yeah. something you can I'd probably love. see her here. I think she comes yes, to the United States he... on occasion. Yeah, can invite her in, on to uh, a podcast here. That would be exciting. That would be fun. <laughs> That's an idea. If you're listening, Gianna, uh, get in contact with us, please. <laughs> and actually, Saint Gianna was inspiration behind the first pro-life Catholic healthcare center. That's uh, right, the Gianna, the Gianna Center up in New York. In, yes, and. All the, uh, and even when she, during her canonization ceremony, I love what John Paul II talked about. He described her as a, quote, simple, but more than ever, significant messenger of divine love. Mm. I mean, what, what greater love is there than to lay down one's life? Absolutely. And she literally did for her family, for, um, we talked uh, in a previous we talked last month, we celebrated the Feast of St. Joseph. Mm-hmm. And the same thing, you know, the sacrificial love for the family that these two individuals had, a, a husband and a wife. And they're saints, and they're models for us to love, to respect, to be with our family. Like, I think, was it St. Teresa who, something to, you know, love your family? I, I don't know. Mother Teresa or St. Therese? Which Maybe Teresa? it was Saint, I thought it was Saint Teresa. Do you know what okay. Saint Therese would say? Um, Do you think it wasn't something about the family and, and love first love your family? Oh, right. As a family go right. That would be your first ministry. First, yes. yes. Opportunity to love. And I think that's so true in our own and Saint Gianna is the patron saint of mothers, physicians, and unborn children. Because mm-hmm. she was um and she just really I think we we talked a bit about the pro-life and she's such a in today's times it's uh we talked about the march for life and getting that word out and 
the uh, and you and I have uh, have also been to we've worked in, um, done a few other things that were um, like and it's, hmm? yeah maternity homes and those yeah. support moms and I think that is so with uh, Saint Jana is pretty near and dear to my heart anyway um, because. When my mom found out she was pregnant with me, she was 46 years old. So the doctor that she went to, the first thing he said to her was, um, yes, you're pregnant, and what are you going to do about it? So my mom uh, said to him, well, I'm going to find a new doctor, and I'm going to have a baby. So uh, the, the concern of the doctor was, you know, there's all these risks, things that could go wrong with the pregnancy. Um, but my mom, I think, shared that same, you know, respect for life. Like her children were sort of... center of her life and she saw all life as a gift so she knew if god had given her this child then he would give her the grace to to carry me to full term which she did and uh yeah so i um i can appreciate what saint gianna did for her daughter and sort of relate there to a little gianna emmanuel um having a strong mom that really um loves life so yes thanks for thanks for sharing that Absolutely. And, and there is, we have a St. Gianna Bretamola Parish we in do. Northfield. Yes. And that's beautiful. Uh, it's down by the shore uh, in Northfield near Atlantic City. So if you get a chance, and I believe they're, they do a beautiful statue. I think. I don't know if been, I've ever been. I don't know. I'll have to look next time I I'm think, there. I think there is right in the, uh, the vestibule. Oh, wow. As you walk in. it's uh, So she, it, it's, uh, I can't even. You know, it's uh, it's really these lives of these individuals, and like I said, to you know, we can think about Saint Peter, we can think about Saint Joseph, who were so uh, they're they're a little bit farther off. That's centuries down the line, but with Saint Gianna, I think it, somehow it's connected a bit more. Also, you can see the witness of her husband, see the witness of her daughter. And so it's more concrete and to see what that love has borne fruit. And that girl now who's the, uh, you know, it's all, it's all connected like Catholicism. We never know the ripples that our lives are going to have because St. Gianna had the decision to have her daughter. Mm. Now her daughter could be possibly saving lives. That's true. Now in geriatrics and just God knows. And we have to, Go to him with trust, with love. And it's not always an easy road. I mean, I can't even imagine being St. Gianna and that, having to make that decision. What, what was the husband? What was in Pietro's mind? Mm. We never know what God is going to bring to us in our lives. And we talked as well um, about hardship and how none of us really, none of us are going to be exempt uh, we all just suffer in some way. That's true. And but she just... certainly, you could tell um, the fact that she uh, had recourse to prayer so often that she was really seeking God's will and what He wanted her to do. Um, and this yeah. truly was an act of heroic virtue, giving up her life for the life of her daughter. Um, and I'm sure she thought about the fact that she'd be leaving behind um, you know, her husband and his three other children, four children. Um, but she knew that that was what was God's will for her and that he would use that for good. So, okay. Can you just speak, speak a bit more? You mentioned heroic virtue. 
What, what is that exactly? Um, well, as Christians, of course, we're all called to virtue, to imitate Christ. Um, in this case, Gianna was called to do it in a manner that was particularly heroic, um, giving up her life. You would see that, of course, with the martyrs, with those who went sort of above and beyond um, what you would you know, maybe typically be called to in, in, uh, for a, a typical Christian. So she uh, you know, followed Christ all the way to even giving up her life for the love of another. And sometimes you think, you know, heroic, you, you think about, you know, sometimes in pop culture you can hear what a hero, like Superman, mm. you know, saving lives, or Captain America. Um, but to, these are concrete, these are real life heroes. Mm. And heroic virtue, I think, is something that I try to uh, pray for every day. And... If I can drop, name drop another saint, uh, sorry, Saint Gianna, but there was Saint Jose Maria Escriva yes. who talked about the heroic minute. Getting back <laughs> on that, have you heard of that before? I have, yes. Where it is the moment every day where your alarm clock goes off. And if you're like me a lot of the time, you hear it, you turn it off, roll over. The first time, you know, it goes off. And then it keeps going off. And eventually I stumble out. But the heroic minute is the minute when you first hear the alarm Get well, right up. Exactly. Right? You That's get right up and you conquer the day. And you <laughs> From really, the beginning. Exactly. And you take it whatever comes mm. with faith in God. That's and true. Accepting God's will from minute to minute. Exactly. And I think that's what we have to pray. To um well, so thank you, Lori. This All has right. been... Uh, Can we say a little prayer? I would expect um, nothing less. I was going to ask you that question. <laughs> Wonderful, Miss Pat. All right. Uh, for St. Gianna Veretimola. Jesus, I promise you to submit myself to all that you permit to befall me. Make me only know your will. My most sweet Jesus, infinitely merciful God, most tender Father of souls, and in a particular way of the most weak, most miserable, most infirm, which you carry with special tenderness between your divine arms, I come to you to ask you, through the love and merits of your sacred heart, the grace to comprehend and to do always your holy will, the grace to confide in you, the grace to rest securely through time and eternity in your loving divine arms. St. Gianna Mola. Pray for us.